Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic, what makes the best leaders so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. Hey there, Tomorrow's Leaders. So my uh, only regret on this interview is it was short. I love talking to this guy, Rob Nickel. He's the founder and CEO of Rocket Station, which is a uh, staffing company that does, um, I think, some great stuff with regard to consulting as well and just their whole philosophy. Rob and I talked about this, about how some leaders tend to hire people and then figure out systems and processes his whole philosophy and his company's philosophy is do the exact opposite, reverse, uh, start with the systems and processes and then figure out the people that you need. So uh, just a cool conversation. Great guy. I uh, I know you're going to get some really good value from this. Here is Rob. All right. Welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Larido, your host. Thank you for joining us today. I've got Rob Nickel, the founder and CEO of Rocket Station, joining us today. I'm really excited to have you, Rob. Thank you for joining. Excited to be here. I really appreciate the time, John. Yeah, you're in sunny uh, Dallas. We're in December and it's 75 degrees and sunny. You, you got the life, man. <laughs> Cannot complain. I've been spending many a days recently at the golf course trying to soak it all in before it gets too cold. I love it. I love it, man. I'd be there. I'd be right there with you. Uh, well, it's great to have you on the show. And I, I know we were chatting a little bit about some of the things that uh, that that you've been uh, going through. You've you found uh, founded uh, Rocket Station in 2018. I know that was kind of the second iteration of the company. Um, it sounds like you guys are doing some great things. Uh, and I do want to talk a bit about the company, but one, I wanted to start with your philosophy because you said something that really caught my attention and that many business owners and leaders as they're building and growing a business, they think about, okay, I got to hire this person or these people, and then let me figure out the systems and the processes to have them work through and your philosophy is it really should be backwards. It should be, or that's backwards. It should be the other way where you start with building out the systems and the processes and then figure out the people. Is that right? Yeah. Entrepreneurs and business leaders are, are amazing at taking action. And a lot of their success is usually because of their willingness to take action and go, go kick through some doors and run through some walls and, and get some stuff done. But as you grow and you progress and you you reach a certain size, it's like if there's fires happening, we just view fires as opportunities. That means there's there's opportunities to solve an upstream problem before a fire should should ever get created. And so we think if you throw people into a situation where there's already fires and there's not enough systems, processes, structure, clarity in place, then just hiring people is going to create more stress, more anxiety, more problems than we're there to begin with. So so yeah. Yeah, we think if you you start by putting some structure in place, then you think about putting people there, then you're going to have a whole lot easier time. Well, and it makes a ton of sense. I, I remember a mistake I made once. I was so focused on just finding great people. I found a great individual, I remember, and uh, didn't really quite have the role designed and defined 
and brought him in too early. There wasn't enough. There wasn't really anything behind it other than, okay, I got a great person, part of my organization. You know, let's figure it out together. And it just ended up backfiring big time. Um, so I hear you big time uh, from my own experience. Do you think leaders, yeah. that's pretty common, right? That type of Yeah, mistake. your willingness to hire great people is admirable. I mean, we we try to do the same thing. If we, we find somebody super talented, we want to make sure and bring them in and, and get them going in the organization. And I was lucky to have a mentor that asked me a really, really great question once. I was having a hard time managing, hiring, training, the whole process, the people problem in my business. And I was kind of doing the traditional complaining about saying things like finding good people is hard and then managing good people is even harder and, you know, turnover really sucks and those types of things. And my mentor looked at me and he just said, and he was dead serious. He said, do you think people want to do a good job? And I was like, what? And he said, you're complaining about, you know, managing people and the chaos and the anxiety you have, and you hate driving into your office because you have to manage all these people. He's like, do you think the people that are in your office that you've hired, do you think that they want to do a good job? And I thought about it for a second. I was like, of course, yeah, of course they want to do a good job. And he said, yeah, if you believe that people want to be fulfilled, if they want to be content, if they want to do a good job, which I believe and I hope you believe too, then it's your job to empower them to, to have the success that you're expecting. And if you want to hold somebody accountable, there better be some systems and processes and structure to hold them accountable too. And so for me, John, the big aha moment was realizing that I was the problem in every sense. All these people problem that I was having in the business were really just problems because I hadn't done what I needed to do to empower my teams to do what I was expecting from them. Mm, that's great. A great point. And I love that. Can you give for the listeners that are out there that might be thinking and saying, boy, OK, this is resonating with me. I kind of think I understand what Rob's talking about. Can you give an example of, of what that might look like to develop when you say the systems and the processes first? Yeah. So, for example, we there's there's a lot we do a few things really well. So I'll just talk about those things. What we do, I'm not gonna won't really talk outside my experience, but like for inside sales, for example, sales teams are oftentimes you know sales is lifeblood of the business. So we want to hire great salespeople, and then we look at their task man, what they're responsible for every single day. Well, they're responsible for generating leads, whether that's from LinkedIn or wherever, like cold calling processing. They're responsible for generating leads. They're responsible for setting appointments, for showing up on those calls, making sure people actually get there and show up on those calls and then rescheduling if they don't get contracts signed the whole sales pipeline it's long arduous it's complicated it takes a lot of work each one of those phases so a really great salesperson if they're doing all of those tasks what are what's the likelihood what's the chance of them having that much success it's 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 not a ton so if we want to get that person some help to do the setting, the calendar management, the the chasing, the herding of the cats, which a, a lot of sales is, if we want to get some help to support our rockstar salesperson, before we just hire somebody, the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to go through every single step of that sales process to make sure that every step, every task, every single thing that's done from logins, how do you log in? How do you access information? Where do you, you know, if it's CRM, manage what's expected of me how do you push people through the pipeline what do the different phases mean what's kind of the lingo of the sales process we want to document all of that stuff 
excuse me, step-by-step so that we have a living, breathing training resource and manual for someone else to be able to use. So we want to think long-term. We're we're planting seeds today so that we can reap the rewards of the future. And so it it does a couple of things by by documenting every single thing. You're going to get some great clarity and alignment about what's happening through the process. So oftentimes you'll find inefficiencies and ways to improve the process by just taking a few steps back and documenting the entire thing. It's amazing what you'll learn from that process and the team really comes together and that, that that's a great experience in itself but now hiring somebody and having an onboarding process and being able to train them and have the resources to do that pre-built is going to allow for somebody to come in and just absolutely crush it from the beginning and we don't believe in these really long ramp up here it shouldn't take somebody 90 120 180 days to kind of figure out their job because they're learning it through osmosis, somebody just kind of telling them how to do their job all day. No, we have structures, we have processes for how everything works. So now somebody, an inside salesperson can come in, support the team, get running really quickly, be a revenue generating, be revenue generator for the team and add a lot of value, a lot of, right at the beginning and reduce that startup, that anguish, that that whole like chaos of like, what do I do with this person? And, you know, if we, we hear sometimes somebody say, well, if I hire somebody, it takes twice as long. I could just do it myself by the time I, it's like, no, no, no. It's because we need to put some structure in place. There needs to be clarity. There needs to be systems from the beginning. Yeah. And then that, so then what if you need to hire a second inside sales rep? Well, now we have a process for, for integrating and all of a sudden hiring, managing people becomes so much easier. And then John culture, now we could have a great culture because we got structure, clarity, and alignment. So it all kind of builds. Yeah, and for us, the building blocks, it's all in the foundation. And the foundation yeah. is systems and processes, clean structure. Well, it's, and it's interesting because you brought up a very valid point. There's a lot of times just by writing that, by documenting that, you can find where your process might be broken or too many steps in it or even unclear. I mean, I see with a lot of businesses, a lot of leaders the leader, he or she may be able to write out or describe what a process is based on what they want or what they assume the process is, but then you run it by the rest of the team or the rest of the organization and everybody's got a different understanding of what the process is. So do you do you come across that a lot where there's it's not a function of having a process, it's a function of having everybody be on the same page with the process? All the time. And companies don't become successful by being bad at what they do. So it's not like everything in every business is just broken. That That's pretty rare, right? Companies get to where they are because they do some things really, really well. And that's one of the most fun things about what we get to do as a company is we get to be a part of these amazing organizations doing really, really cool things, right? Yeah. But there are there's opportunity everywhere. And if you've been doing a business, even for a few years, by the time you get two, three, four, five, years into a business, much less 10, 15, 20 years later, things just start happening in the day because they happen, right? Because people just do it. They make assumptions. And as things change a little bit, you know, we've all seen if you're a couple degrees off by the time it gets way away, you're way off the mark, right? And that happens in organizations all the time where it starts off really tight and really clean because you either have a few people doing it, it's new, or it's just the business owner. And then over time, things tend to get a little more inefficient, a little more flow, just because that's kind of the natural progression things people kind of move away from the structure and so if you've got everything documented you have clear sops and you have clear training manuals then all of that it's uh, 
people want to know what's expected. People don't want to guess. And so the more clarity that you can provide, you're just going to create more stability. You're actually going to create a happier workforce by, by creating more structure. It's not about micromanaging to test. It's about creating a path for people to know what success looks like. Yeah. And that's exactly right. And, and bottom line, it, 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 there's no way you can scale a business without really getting the systems and the processes right and clear and consistent all across the board. So I see a lot of businesses that hit that ceiling of complexity. They hit a certain level and they just can't grow. They can't get out of their own way almost. And that's sometimes the issue is what exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And companies are really good at their core competencies. Like we, we see it all the time. We've done this. We have hundreds of, of accounts right now that we work for and, and have seen many more. And it's a very similar story where it's, you know, software companies are amazing at developing software and healthcare providers are great at, at providing healthcare. And, and um, you know, we're, we're a lot in real estate. And so you've got great real estate operators that are really good at taking care of people's needs and finding what, how to really serve and add value within those communities, but business isn't all about the core competencies. There's a lot of things happening, a lot of ancillary tasks that are really, really important. So, you know, we talked about the sales pipeline, like for us, we have a, a consultation before you ever become a client. We want to make sure you're a partner, you're a good fit. And so that, that consultation, that's the goal of our sales process. And a lot of our clients, it's a similar type sales process where you want somebody ultimately on a call, but there's a lot of things that have to happen in order for someone to show up on a call and for those sales calls to, to actually happen. So what we want to do is take all of that chaos of the, all the day to day, all the moving parts, all of that energy that it takes to actually produce the outcomes. We want a lot of clarity, a lot of structure, which, you know, ultimately it's that peace and calm we want to feel. <laughs> that's what we're really trying to create. It's that harmony, that peaceful business. And to me, that's that's a really fun environment to walk into every day whenever you have. When I use that word peaceful, I legitimately mean peaceful because there doesn't mean that there's not a lot of energy. doesn't mean you're not moving really, really fast. doesn't mean you're not getting a whole lot done. But doesn't mean that there's chaos. There shouldn't be fires to put out all the time. There shouldn't be, you know, you can have heated discussions about strategy and what the best decisions are and how, what direction to take the company. That's, that's where I think all the emotional and that, like, if you want to have a heated discussion, in my opinion, save it for that. But the day-to-day -day operations, what it takes to run the business, let's create some harmony. Let's create some peace there. And that we, we believe it all starts with, with your foundation. Yeah, that's, that's great. Very, very, very good point. And uh, in reality, you don't see enough businesses that have that peace. <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've been there where just there's such a feeling of, okay, we've got this, you know, we've got everything in place. We got the right people doing the right things. Um, we have consistency in the organization, stability. Um, and that's what everybody's after. You know, nobody wants to be running around filled with anxiety and stress. Um, that's not even necessary. And it's, uh, you know, it's a result of not doing some of the things that you're talking about. Yeah. If I go on vacation, my phone's not ringing. My hair's not on fire. I'm on vacation. And when I come back, the business is in better shape than when I left it. So, um, I mean that it's, and it's not because I'm a good manager. It's not, I'm, I'm not a good manager. I have over 1200 employees, but that is not, I feel like I'm a very good leader 
in my organization, but I am not a good manager. And so I was the, for, you know, I can only relate to my journey and my story. And then I think it's just pretty similar to other people. It's like, I, I am great at creating a vision for the business and, and understanding where we need to go. But when it comes to pulling every lever, punching every button and, and, you know, making sure that every single task, you know, that's just not me. So that, that is just got it. I have to have a lot of structure in place so other people can perform those tasks and understand what the expectations are. And again, I mentioned it before, but to me, that's what creates great culture. So mm-hmm. I love our organization and what we do and being a part of it because our culture is so amazing. The amazing culture is just a testament to the team. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have anything to do with me as the leader of the organization. It's the buy-in of the team and them implementing this structure and these, these uh, you know, holding teams accountable and creating clarity, alignment, and structure. And through that, that alignment of the teams, everybody knows what the rules are. Everybody knows what's expected of them and the company's doing well. So we have great culture. And mm-hmm. so I think that's the formula, whether it's a virtual business like ours or you have you know i'm here in dallas and there's skyscrapers all around me full of people whether you have a business that's that's in a big building or a virtual business i think the formula is essentially the same it's just empowering your people to know what success looks like and then when the company's winning and everybody's on the same page you've got great culture i love it absolutely love it so if people want to uh, find out more about rocket station what's the best way for them to do to do that our website's rocketstation.com. Just there's some good information there, I think. So check us out. And there's there's a schedule time now button if anybody's interested in, in how this could apply to them. I mentioned it to you before. I don't care if you hire us or not, but if you have questions and you're interested about how some of these concepts could apply to you and your business, spend 30, 45 minutes with us. We'll answer any questions that you have. So just go to rocketstation.com. Great. It sounds like a great use of time. Uh, Rob, this has been really great. I appreciate it. Great insights. I'd love to dive deeper. I know we're out of time, but maybe we can get uh, another time on the book sometime down the road a little bit, do a part two of this. That'd be great. I love the show. Really appreciate you having me on. This was great. You got it. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in today on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. As always, I appreciate you uh, liking, subscribing, sharing, all that kind of good stuff. Go down below, give a five-star review, and have a great one. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. For suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching, reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Thanks. Lead on.